This episode of Encyclopedia Womanica is brought to you by Saqqara. Are you working from home? Stay healthy, focused, and energized with fresh, delicious meals delivered straight to your door from Saqqara. Saqqara is a nutrition company that believes wellness begins with what you eat. Their signature nutrition program brings the transformational power of plant nutrition to your home in the form of fresh, plant-rich, ready-to-eat meals made with organic ingredients and powerful superfoods. Each meal is expertly designed to boost immunity, improve energy, support gut health and digestion, and get skin glowing. In addition to their delicious meals, Sakara also offers daily essentials like supplements and herbal teas to complete your wellness routine and support overall health and vitality. To boost immunity, try their best-selling daily probiotic blend or detox water drops with pure chlorophyll. I've been using Sakara Life Super Powder in smoothies, and I highly recommend. Right now, Sakara is offering our listeners 20% off their order when they go to sakara.com/encyclopedia or enter code encyclopedia at checkout. That's Sakara, S-A-K-A-R-A dot com slash encyclopedia to get 20% off your order. Sakara dot com slash encyclopedia. Hello, from Wonder Media Network, I'm Jenny Kaplan, and this is Encyclopedia Womanica. Today we're talking about the first major Asian-American movie star. She openly criticized racist typecasting. Her accomplishments were groundbreaking and many of her critiques still ring true today. Let's talk about the prolific Anna Mae Wong. Anna was born in Los Angeles in 1905. Her birth name was Wong Liu Tsong. She initially attended a majority white school but transferred to a Chinese school to escape racism she experienced from her classmates. Anna often skipped class to check out nearby film sets, pushing her way to the front of the crowd to get closer to the cameras. She came up with Anna Mae Wong as her stage name by age 11, and she was 14 when she appeared in a silent picture called The Red Lantern. At 17, Anna played the lead role in The Toll of the Sea, one of the first movies in color. Anna's most notable early role was in 1924. She played in the hit movie, The Thief of Baghdad. Though this part was a stepping stone for her career, it's also emblematic of the problems with Hollywood casting that Anna would soon after vocally advocate against in interviews. In The Thief of Baghdad, Anna played a treacherous slave in a subservient role, wearing very little clothing. Anna appeared in more than 50 films throughout her life, and she often struggled with subservient, exoticized typecasting. Hollywood also repeatedly granted lead Asian roles to white actors and cast actual Asian actors as villains. After working in the United States for several years, Anna had had enough of Hollywood's biased casting, so she moved to Europe. Europe was more receptive when it came to Anna's acting ability. She starred in films throughout the continent with reporters praising her transcendent talent. One notable appearance was in the British movie Piccadilly in 1929. After a few years in Europe, Anna decided to give Los Angeles another shot. She appeared in the famous 1932 movie Shanghai Express, opposite Marlena Dietrich. I must confess I don't quite know the standard of respectability that you demand in your boarding house. 
Mrs. Haggerty? But Hollywood hadn't really improved its racist casting methods. Anna auditioned for the lead role in The Good Earth, a film based on the novel about a family of Chinese farmers. Despite Anna's film credentials and glowing reviews, the role went to the white actress Louise Rayner, who wore makeup to make her look Chinese. Anna was devastated. Matters were only made worse when MGM asked her to do a screen test for an unsympathetic concubine role in the same picture. Anna refused. Frustrated once again, Anna left America and traveled to China in an attempt to perform in traditional Chinese theater. But there, she faced harsh criticism for her Hollywood work, which was perceived as degrading to Chinese culture. Anna returned to America defeated. At age 35, she took a break from making films for many years. Then, in 1951, she made history by becoming the first Asian American to play the lead in a TV series. The show was called The Gallery of Madame Liu Tsong, starring Anna as a mysterious detective and art dealer for the show's 10-episode run. You might notice the lead character has Anna's birth surname. The role was truly created just for her. Unfortunately, no copies of the series exist today. Anna hoped to continue acting, but she faced several years of failing health. She passed away due to a heart attack when she was just 56 years old. Though Anna Mae Wong is often overlooked as an icon of early Hollywood, she was an incredible talent who never gave up her fight for equal casting. As always, we're taking a break for the weekend. I'm sad to be closing out Leading Ladies because it's been such a fun theme this month. The good news is, next month's gonna be great too. We're talking all about musicians. Special thanks to Liz Kaplan, my favorite sister and co-creator. Talk to you on Monday. I want to tell you about another show I think you'll like. Having good, reliable information so you can understand what's happening around you has never been more important. That's why I want to tell you about Start Here, the daily podcast from ABC News. Every weekday, Start Here breaks down the latest headlines in just 20 minutes with smart, straightforward reporting and analysis from award-winning journalists and experts you can trust to get it right. Always credible, always solid. Start here, the daily podcast from ABC News. Listen every weekday, wherever you get your podcasts.